where you live, but also get to promote that to everyone else and enhance their lives and their stays when they come as best that we can. Welcome to BizCast Greater Lacrosse, a weekly podcast from Biz News. We bring you news from the business community. I am your host and founder, Vicki Markison, and I have the pleasure of having Haley Doyle with me. She's the Director of Media and Marketing at Explore Lacrosse, which is also known as the Lacrosse County Convention and Visitors Bureau, but we all know it as Explore Lacrosse, which is great branding, which is a great segue into what you do. So I wanted to have you on because I'm on the board and I see all the amazing work that you do and all the cutting edge type of marketing that you do. And I think it would be fascinating for a lot of people to hear about. And just to give an example, so the big, it was World War II ship, right? The LST came and had record attendance for its stop. So it has never been to lacrosse before. And we set the record. Yay. And a lot of it is because you were helping promote it and getting people from outside the area. So talk about what success for that event looked like for you from a marketing perspective. Yeah, so Explore Lacrosse was extremely blessed to get tapped into. As a primarily volunteer organization that runs the LST, they really look to the DMOs or destination marketing organizations to help push it to the audience of people that would be interested or otherwise just wanting to learn more. And we we did a lot of marketing for them, whether that be digital or specifically earned media picked up a lot of coverage for us. But it was extremely valuable. We'll kind of tap into the tourism industry, but there isn't always a point of sale or closure to every campaign there and this LST gave us a lot of like warm fuzzy feelings in terms of just doing something super beneficial on behalf of the veteran community but also having some closure and having true results to a full campaign and and seeing the impact that it had on a broader audience so that it was a really neat a really neat project to be a part of and with over 17,000 tours it was obviously successful. Absolutely and so the really obvious thing to state is that That's the mission of Explore Lacrosse, correct? Is getting people to this area and and getting to love it as much as we do? Absolutely. That's the joy of the job. It's fun to love where you live, but also get to promote that to everyone else and enhance their lives and their stays when they come as best that we can. So I guess that's our mission is to bring overnight stays here and further that economic impact of the visitors and enhance their stays, promoting the local businesses that make our area so special alongside of the topography we're so blessed to have. Yeah, and obviously having visitors, a draw being a destination for visitors, causes us to need a lot of hotels that are located throughout, as we said, it is La Crosse County Convention and Visitors Bureau. So what is it like having to cover and provide equal uh, access and equal exposure to all of these amazing communities that we have. It is a blessing and a curse, I would. <laughs> I always like to say. So we run things through our fairness filter because we are funded on room tax dollars from six municipalities. I know AJ, our, direct, our executive director, has been on before, too, and talked about them. We have La Crescent, Minnesota, La Crosse on Alaska, West Salem, Town of Campbell, and Holman. And it's awesome to get to promote all of them because they're all within driving distance and no one's really shy of driving if there's an awesome experience close by. So our visitors aren't threatened by that. And it gives us a lot of unique opportunities to tap into not only different topography, but different experiences because every municipality has a different culture to it. But like I said, it's a blessing and a curse. With so much to do, we have something truly for every visitor. And so in terms of marketing, whether that be 
for our municipalities or just when we're targeting visitors, it is a challenge to make sure that we represent everyone equally. So the marketing department really runs on what we call the fairness filter, and that's whatever medium we push out, whether that be hosting a creator, pushing out a published piece, or making an ad or a digital campaign. We try to represent at least three of our six municipalities in everything we do, whether that be a landmark, the municipality itself, or a business that resides within. So with that room tax dollar funding, we really try to hold ourselves accountable to make sure everyone at least gets some equity, even though lacrosse is big and kind of the namesake of our organization. It's it's important to represent everyone and we don't take that lightly. Well, and it's especially interesting because every business has to look at who actually pays us to do what we do that we have to drive value to. And each municipality decides whether how much room tax you get from the hotel stays that are within their municipality, right? And so the result of doing that really well isn't that it's, well, it's driving more room tax dollars, but it's the ripple effect into restaurants and hotels. And so they're the the secondary beneficiaries of what we, what you do at Explore Lacrosse. And so how do you decide the visitors that you are targeting. A lot of businesses will say, well, we have a lot of people coming for this specifically, but you have the fairness factor. So how do you decide that visitor demographic? Yeah, so we have a lot of research that goes into how we make those decisions there, but there are definitely main demographics and geographics that we lean into that have been tried and true over time, but we are always learning as well. So we have, in terms of geographics, we definitely lean into the Midwest and driving destinations. We know we're a road trip destination, and we don't shy away from that message. We have a slogan of just a road trip away, which is great, but that definitely includes Minneapolis St. Paul area, Milwaukee, Chicagoland, Madison, and then we're diving more into Iowa and South Dakota based on some of the analytics that we've received through a couple platforms that we have. So we're testing Sioux Falls, especially in South Dakota, because we are just straight drive from there, things like that. But contrary to the businesses, like you say, they lean into a specific niche. We represent members in so many industries. We have over 400 business members that opt into all of the programs that we offer and with the variety of industries and having something for every kind of visitor, it does make it complex, but we do lean into outdoor recreation, family activities or family fun. Craft beverages has proven to be a huge draw for us, which we're blessed to have so many, and we have our craft beverage trail that lets us promote that with ease. But festivals and events is something lacrosse is definitely famous for. We have our big hitters, obviously, like Rotary Lights and Oktoberfest USA, but there is something always going on and it always battles for the number one and number two place on our website the festivals or calendar of events page is always the first or second most viewed page even above our home page on our website so we definitely lean into that messaging a lot and then how to enhance their stay beyond that so that Mm -hmm. they go to the event or festival but what else are they going to do while they're here and that's where we lean into those other industries and niches to help further their enjoyment and their experience while they're here yeah and it's interesting to and i'm going to tell you all the things that you already know but it's interesting because 
your website and even your emails service people already living here that just want to know what's happening this weekend. And I give an example. We just were hosting two of the Luxembourg students from the Sister City Exchange. And that was what they what the organizers turned to of, hey, if you're looking for something to do with your visitors, here's the Explore Lacrosse website. It has a ton on there. So you have to straddle. Obviously, you want to attract. That's where your dollars are from. But any activity in the community, you also have a role in and, and are promoting even if your audience is external. Absolutely. Even when I was a student at UWL, we used the calendar of events to find things to do off campus, things like that. But we also really we're lucky to be able to lean into our community and locals more so during the pandemic to suggest safe ways for them to get out of the house, things like that. So while it wasn't safe to necessarily promote travelers and the messaging was definitely like when you're ready, because we want to make sure we're appropriate and sensitive to the times, we were able to reach out more so and be a resource to our local community during that time. And I think that really furthered our local use on our website, not just the regional and Midwest So how do you, as we think about that external audience, how do you ensure that we're not just a one and done destination? How do you get them to come back time and time again? Yeah, so we definitely use retargeting ads, but we are really lucky to have the hospitality partners that we have that encourage that return stay. And even though some people shy away from the cold in the Midwest and everything, every season here really has something to lean into and offer. And we're able to spread that messaging throughout a lot of different avenues. But with all of the campaigns that we run, whether it's Ignite Your Senses last year or Name Your Niche, they're vague enough that it covers enough of our industries that we can highlight multiple reasons to come in one message so that even if they come during the summer, they're aware of things that happen in the winter. But again, we're just so blessed to have the hospitality partners that we do that really make people feel welcome and inspired to come again. So you talked about the campaigns, the campaign themes. Why are those important and how do you continue to be creative with them too? (laughs) That I don't know. Some of those are just like you're laying in bed at night and you have to quick jot it down. But Ignite Your Senses really was a strong campaign for each season because whether it be taste or smell or touch, you could touch or highlight so many different industries within that and pull specific partners. And so that was really valuable. The name your niche as well is because we have something for everyone, even if the photo leans into one industry, Mm. we can make everyone feel like they could find something to do here. Getting creative is hard, but with the seasons that come through and the events and festivals, we have a lot of creative opportunity there but it is hard to to stay creative and in front of everyone in a way that they want to be touched but sometimes when you work with a specific magazine or a co-op opportunity that does have a niche that helps us lean into a specific message as well. One of the things that I noticed quickly when you came in to explore lacrosse was pulling in basically people who love this area become your raving fans, right? So in, on Instagram, like you, you started to feature photos taken by your average person. So talk about the strategy behind that. Yeah, we, we all know that authentic marketing is so much more valuable than the sales side. And when it comes to travel, people really want to know that the user or the experience was valid and it wasn't just a sales pitch. 
And so UGC or user generated content has become an ever growing important part of marketing, whether that be for tourism or any business really. And we have a really cool program that pulls in anyone that uses hashtags relevant to lacrosse or our hashtag explore lacrosse. And it allows us to mass ask if we can have rights to their photo to just use digitally. And so our Instagram is singularly, unless it's video really created by us, like a reel, it is singularly user-generated content. And that has been, that has proven to be a very strong asset on our website because it is authentic experiences that truly happened or views that people really saw. It's not a professional brand photo. And in terms of Instagram, it, it always has been more photo oriented that way anyways. And I think that's a really strong piece that we use and it definitely leads into more of that content creator piece that's so important these days as well. Yeah, so let's stay on that for just a little bit. And I'm going to merge that with in my journalism education, it was always about if it comes from the media, it's instantly seen back in my day, it's instantly (laughs) seen as credible. But so then you take that into marketing and it's always about testimonials. What are other people saying about you that adds validity? And so how does that play into you've touched on some of it already? How does that play into the content and who's creating content? for you. Yeah, so in terms of content creators and the content that we pull from authentic audiences is we host familiarization tours. So whether that be on more of the professional side, business planners or meeting planners that want to come and bring people here to really experience what the lacrosse region has to offer and set us apart. But definitely on the leisure side, we do familiarization tours too, whether that be for creators or travel writers. We host independent travel writers as well as influencers and then newly ambassadors ambassadors as well, which is even on the smaller scale of people, but we pick them based on niche and size. So something that we've learned over time is that just because they're big doesn't mean they're the best. And smaller audiences are definitely more engaged with creators as well. And we feel that we get more longevity out of not necessarily itty bitty creators, but in that mid range, whether that be 5,000 to 12,000 followers, because their engagement is so much higher, but we align their niches and their interests with either the season or the event that we are helping them attend, or um, just what their content leans into, whether that be lodging, we've had people that primarily focus on lodging or people that primarily focus on craft beverages, we make sure that it aligns with our audience so that what they're promoting makes sense. And then again, there is value to each side. So size. So those ambassadors really help as well. And then we involve our members. So with that niche that to make sure that the creator aligns, we really get our members involved, whether that be lodging, who we're so blessed to have partner with us on so many creators or restaurants. We make sure that the itineraries that we make for these people really promotes, again, all of the municipalities, at least three, as well as three different industries at a minimum to promote the region and what's going on here. But we're, again, we're really grateful for all the partners that we have that provide experiences. And then we also use different platforms to help us identify these creators to make sure that they fit the bill. And that's just, the content creation is just 
part of the media mix that you're using? What else are you using? So like you mentioned, earned media is still huge. Whether we push out pitches to people or we just get picked up organically through other efforts, that is huge because just like the content creators, it is not sold necessarily content and it is seen as credible. But we do also use digital marketing, whether that be paid. So native advertising that looks like it's earned media, but is a message that you're making sure you promote. Otherwise, again, we do that digital, which is the social or Google Google advertising as well. And then you're also doing brand assets. I just call it media. So talk about when you decide to pay to have some things professionally developed that adds to your toolbox, so to speak. Yeah. In the last two years, we got all new videography and photography assets. So on a lot of our paid campaigns, we use those because they were strategically chosen at the locations they were shot or otherwise. And the models that we used, they were strategically chosen to fit different campaigns and niches that we promote. I think it's important to invest in those every few years, though, to make sure that not only your models are relevant and their dress is relevant, but with the different analytics people can pull nowadays, messaging changes and values change and making sure your content aligns with that so you get the best use out of it is super important. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm sure you're aware most businesses struggle to go, what do I post for the day? And then you're supposed to see what's trending out there so that you get picked up. And at some point you just go, that is so national, right? Like I don't need to draw in a national audience. I just need to tell somebody the lunch special or what we have on sale this week or something. So as you think about some of the of the businesses that are your members, how do they, with their simple social media marketing, we'll say, and, and other efforts, how can they tap into what you're doing at Explore Lacrosse, whether it's learning from you or are there some things that from a marketing standpoint they gain because you're doing it at such a mass scale and with such a larger budget? Absolutely. I think in general, businesses leaning into what makes them unique and having a brand personality is super beneficial. We're super lucky to have, we'll just plug Quick Trip, for example. Mm-hmm. They have such a strong personality on social and not everyone can hone in on that as specifically, but I think that plays a lot into it. But Explore Lacrosse, we mentioned the membership opportunities there, and that's a really strong piece where we can help with your marketing. So while we're not a marketing agency for businesses, most of our membership opportunities Opportunities lean into the marketing realm. So whether that be a personal blog or reel we make on behalf of your business that you get leverage out of our participating in our sweepstakes where we get sometimes over 15,000 entries for getaways here, you're getting promotion that way and it gives you content to share as well. So our membership opportunities are much broader than that and we have an awesome director of membership, Deb Carlson, that can help businesses navigate what those opportunities are. But then ultimately you work with myself and my team to to create that content and we love doing it and it helps us as much as it helps the individual business to have the business push it further as well so it's really a team effort and again it comes down to our values of making sure that we're emphasizing and promoting what makes our region special which is these small businesses you've mentioned yeah and the other piece too and this is just from me seeing what you're doing from being on the board, the insight you have into who is coming, how can you see some of the businesses tapping into that? Like you can see, you you see the demographics of who's coming. How can the businesses 
again, like tap into that or know when the there's a conference coming into town or things of that nature. Yep. So part again, part, again, part of our membership opportunities is having access or by request access to some of the tools and insights that we have. So some of our programs that track who's coming into our region from where and what they're doing when they're here. All of our members are listed as points of interest in that program. So people can tap into us to see whether they're filling out for grants or just their own marketing sake, who's coming here and where are they from? So that's something that we can help with. But further, when it comes to membership, we have a membership newsletter that goes out every single month and that lists all of the meetings and conventions that are coming to the area not just upcoming festivals that people can lean on us to know how to promote or work with us to promote to those meetings and conventions whether it be get on a short list of recommendations that our sales team tells people where to go when they are in town or otherwise or having a special promotion we have a lot of different opportunities whether that be on the leisure travel side or the meetings and convention side to learn more about what's going on um, currently and how to optimize on that further. So we're always just a phone call away, letting people know what's happening. Otherwise, again, just if you're not a member, using our events calendar and seeing what's coming up too, so you can reach out to an audience that fits the niche. So obviously, Oktoberfest USA is just easy for use in this instance, but there's a lot of craft beverage people coming to town and people that will be drinking, they need to carb up too. So Mm -hmm. it's a great restaurant opportunity, but how can they get off the grounds as well and take a little breather and what can they do from there so then on your Facebook ad you're targeting craft beverage people or festival people that are coming to the area well and I always like to say too when you join a larger organization the dollars get pooled together and together you're able to get noticed in ways that you wouldn't had you been trying to do that on your own and your visitor's guide is unbelievable in terms of the visitor's guide is your print publication can you talk about the reach of that and the impact and and how you use that absolutely so uh, our visitor guide is our singular publication that we push out and every year we print 75 to 90,000 of them and they are distributed at our local welcome centers as well as at conventions that our tourism staff attends to that fit the niche of bringing travelers here so different travel conventions and then they're also mailed out per request so even though we really try to push the digital version for sustainability's sake on our website we do mail out through through a request program on our website visitor guides so hard copies to I mean, thousands of people, not just in the Midwest, but across the nation, which is really interesting to see. And our tourism team actually tracks that now to see what states are interested, which, again, is like actual real time valid information of who's interested in coming here. Mm -hmm. So we've loved that they're tracking that even more than they ever did before. But yes, members get a free listing in our guide. There is the opportunity to get featured in relevant and timely articles. So whether that be dining on the water pet-friendly locations, things like that. We're always looking for timely articles to write and members can get featured in there. And then further, only members get the opportunity to put ads in the guide. So yes, they're paid, but it's an exclusive piece where you only have limited competition among those 400 people or 400 members. And it's a strong piece and we're super proud of it. And honestly, it helps the, the funds that we get from the visitor guide really just helps us push grant programs and things further. It doesn't really hit a bottom 
bottom line on profit for us. It's really all about giving it back out. So everything that comes in, we push back out. So it's all full circle benefiting you. And it's always interesting, too, because I think a lot of people would logically say, of course, you're a restaurant or you are something fun to do, a recreation. Of course, you're going to be a member of Explore Lacrosse. But the membership goes beyond that because you have businesses who those businesses are their customers and they want them to be successful. So you have a lot of members who aren't necessarily directly seen as a tourism organization. And a lot of times I'm guessing those companies are especially handy as you guys are doing your own events and they're willing to sponsor and they're willing to support because they know the the ripple effect, that impact that having some of those events has. Absolutely. I mean, sponsors for the different events that we have, um, as well as just members that, again, like you said, aren't even in the travel industry, but see the value of what we do. We have insurance groups. We have investment firms that just pay a membership fee because they know the impact that we have. And we're so grateful for them because because they push it further and they talk to people that really trust them with information. And again, it's just that ripple effect, whether it be locals or otherwise. But with the events that we have, the sponsorship opportunities, whether that be at Between the Bluffs Beer, Wine and Cheese Fest or um, sponsoring our Explore Lacrosse Day that takes people by locals, actually, by bus to um, a brewer game over in Milwaukee. Um, we have our Frothbite Beer and Bites Festival that happens every winter in December that sponsors contribute to. And then we also have Bluff to Bluff Trolley Tours, which is really exciting, and just general historic trolley tours, too. And our sponsors really help us get that message out there and help us fund those unique opportunities that we wouldn't be able to necessarily pay for otherwise. And we know bring visitors in for overnight stays. Well, and people will hear this and go, well, I have fun, too, at some of those. Yeah, so as you should. Yes, right. And again, I, I look at you as being as having the ability to lead other marketing efforts in the area and smaller businesses because we can see what you're doing and going, oh, content creators, that's interesting. And on a smaller scale, it might be, how do I get local people sharing what they're experiencing at my business? Because that's a, like that's another circle of influence without actually Absolutely. paying someone to come in and create that. So, but it's just a different way of thinking. And so my question is, where are you looking at next? So our new initiatives moving forward are definitely going to be using our learned data to optimize what we already do, especially coming out of the the pandemic, the, the yucky word no one wants to talk about, but there isn't necessarily a true new normal yet. And so with all of the analytics we've been able to pull post pandemic, really starting to make strategic and smart decisions because I feel like enough time has passed now that we can get some learning from our visitors to make sure that our marketing efforts are pushed to the right audience and sharing the right message that means the most to someone out there. So we'll be using our learning data in a lot of the different applications that we do. But even further, I know our team is really looking at furthering that visitor experience. So in all of our welcome centers, making sure that whether it be the volunteers that are working there or our visitor tourism staff, 
that they have resources, modern resources, to help people that come through learn the most in the reasonable amount of time that they can about our area and get the most out of their experience. So whether that be anything virtual or different types of flyers or QR codes that they can take to find things easier, really, obviously, our visitor guide has already existed, but really, how can we emphasize that visitor experience before they're even interacting? So at I-90, passing through and inspiring them to come back or at our visitor centers in town. That's something that we're looking at. But especially Explore Lacrosse is making sure that we keep sustainability, diversity, and inclusion in mind. We are really shifting our focus on making sure that we appropriately take the right steps. Obviously, it's such a broad initiative, right? There's so many things that you can do. And as someone that people look to in the community and we have members that engage with us, we want to make sure that we take the right steps and that they're strategic, whether they be small at first and then grow from there or whether it be a big thing that we take on right away. I know we've already started our Belonging and Mattering Institute um, that is for hospitality and other businesses to opt into to really learn um, on how to make everyone feel welcome and safe in the community, but also just how can Explore Lacrosse promote that on our website with a, an awesome landing page to really emphasize what we have to offer and or making sure that our media is pushing out what that is or having people represented in our visual assets has definitely been an increasing initiative that we have as well. So there, there's, like I said, it's a really big project to take on and it's always going to be evolving and we'll never be done with it. But I think that's something that's really important and timely right now and that any business should really consider moving forward to stay relevant, especially as we have these younger generations coming up that they will spend more to make sure that the business or brand aligns with their values. And that's really important to keep in mind because they're going to be the people coming through and spending the money now. And so just staying on top of that will be important. So my common closer question is, what makes you passionate about what you do? (laughs) Well, I could talk for about six hours on Explore (laughs) Lacrosse, so it's been fun here. Um, But honestly, I went to UWL because, yes, they have a great business school, but let's, like, look at the downtown and the, the topography here, right? Like, that was something so easy to fall in love with, and my husband and I both appreciated it. And even though we left for a little bit after graduation, we knew we wanted to come back and what a cool reason to come back then not only to enjoy that region but tell others how to do that so it's pretty easy to fall in love with your job when your job is to push out the messaging of how to make memories with those that matter most yeah it's a great industry and making a difference for the community around you is is so rewarding as well You've been listening to Haley Doyle. She's the Director of Media and Marketing at Explorer Lacrosse. This is VizCast. We will catch you next week.